0: You've been investing in real estate for years, so why not invest in real estate in the digital world? Ed Nowakity from Red Swan is going to discuss with Joe the tokenization of commercial real estate assets with the liquidity and security of public markets. Ed is going to tell you how to get started today and everything you need to know about investing with Red Swan. Find out why Ed attributes his childhood paper route to his financial success.
1: Let's just get right down to business. Joe Robert Show. This, this is the Joe Roberts Show. Robert's show. Good morning, Ed. Welcome to the show. Let's get started by giving us some insights into your background prior to Red Swan.
0: Good morning, Joe. Thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. The background. Well, I've been in commercial real estate for 18 years, and uh, I started with Collier's International and wound up being the executive director for Cushman and Wakefield uh, for their Texas division, running the multifamily capital market advisory department for Cushman and Wakefield. So that was a a lot of fun, but prior to that, I was in technology, believe it or not. Prior to that, I uh, had a startup in automotive space and um, we were uh, $95 million worth of venture capital we raised, led by Lightspeed, uh, which back then was was Wise Peck and Greer, and uh, NEA, Marsh McLennan were also follow on investors. And then we were successful to take that exit uh, with the Fortune 500 company.
1: Well, I'm sure. going into technology. So how many years in total have you been in the real estate game? And I would say roughly, this is going on 20 years in real estate. That's good. That's good. So what uh, kind of, what was the main driver to start Red Swan and what does Red Swan do?
0: Well, yeah, Red Swan is, uh, is leaning into the tokenization. We're, we're using blockchain to actually uh, create digital securities out of real estate, making real estate, more liquid uh, and transferable. There are a lot of benefits to it, but I saw this coming in 2018 uh, when I went to my first blockchain conference, and I realized that the technology at that time uh, would have had some powerful effects because so I was looking at it from a capital market standpoint, right? Everybody else is looking at it from, from you know, these cryptocurrencies or whatever. <laughs> but I was looking at it from the purely how can this help capital markets, And uh, it was unfortunate at that time, ICOs were just exploding, right? And no one could really understand what was going on with that. But luckily the SEC stepped in and said, no more ICOs, this stuff doesn't make sense. Uh, We think it's harmful to consumers. So let's ban ICOs, but let's let's lean in on STOs, right? And we, we can approve STOs as being a reliable source because it's going through FINRA and the SEC. So boom, that was the light that just, uh, just clicked off my head saying, okay, now it's, it's legalized to raise capital using the blockchain. And and that was the turning moment for us.
1: So I know we met back then in 2018, kind of when we were still, everyone was a little bit in the utility token craze and the markets were going all over the place. You know, what has changed since then? Well, I, I think
0: people realized the utility tokens were kind of, you know, a special situation that was drawing people's attention to the digital space. But uh, as more, I'd say mature people came into the industry, they started to realize real, the real benefits of blockchain and the technology. And I think that, uh, like I said, with pandemic coming in, it really made people start to pay closer attention and look at the opportunity. And we started to increase the number of exchanges that were out there to, to actually have a secondary market which made it more realistic. And then we started to see that everything is moving in a digital fashion. And digital is just that much more uh, effective than than analog. And so I think what changed was uh, people realizing that we need something different uh, we need something better. And they saw that um, what we're talking about blockchain makes a lot more sense for commercial real estate. And the industry is starting to now fund that, that aspect of it and wrap their arms around it to, to make it uh, adopt much faster.
1: So what do you see are the top issues or Problems that you're kind of resolving in the commercial real estate industry with Red Swan?
0: Well, I think uh, just releasing some of this trapped equity in properties. You know, uh, every owner, uh, most of them, I should say, that's in commercial real estate has debt on their property. And that debt is usually, you know, 65, 75%. Uh, of the value of the asset. Banks are really comfortable having that cushion because, you know, they have this kind of a safety gap uh, before they start to lose their equity if anything goes wrong. But for owners to have that kind of equity tied up, you look $60 trillion, that means around $26 trillion is tied up equity in your real estate. Uh, We think that you can repurpose that money and be able to have uh, opportunity to buy more assets and have larger uh, assets under management, as opposed to recycling your money on every five to sixty years you you buy you fix up you sell pay off you buy you fix up like that model is getting kind of old and also very is getting kind of tough to repeat itself in terms of benchmark returns
1: i i agree there i mean what uh i mean when it comes to appetite for these type of tokens i know a few years ago it was a lot of talk and you know the markets have changed since then and security tokens were there's a lot of talk around it taking off and you know until the last year there hasn't been much progress so what is actually happening behind the scenes right now
0: uh i think one of the main reasons why you're seeing more activity is because uh so much money has been pouring into crypto- cryptocurrencies you know before i think 2018 it was less than you know 300 billion dollars in the market cap for, for, for crypto now we're looking over two trillion dollars with the crypto and it seems like more corporations are starting to get in the game uh, they realize that the dollar fiat dollars are actually losing value every year, and therefore, uh, having fiat dollars in your balance sheet probably is a sin instead of a, a blessing. So, people are now looking at digital. And so, when you have that much money going into a digital product, nobody goes backwards, no one goes from digital and reverses to go back to analog. You don't buy you know, a digital TV, and then, you know, three years later, you say, "Ah, I'm gonna go back to my my tube TV, you know, digital is here to stay. And so I think as you see trillions of dollars inch into digital space, this capital needs investment opportunities, right? This capital is needs to be placed. It can't just stay in cryptocurrencies. Otherwise, it'd be just a very volatile investment, Uh, NFTs, because people want to be able to preserve their digital capital into something solid, uh, real estate is probably the best option for that.
1: I know there's already a lot of existing syndication type software or platforms out there. Do you see them as competition or do you see them as a possible partner?
0: Syndication type software, like which ones are you talking about, for example?
1: Um, I mean, CrowdStreet, right? You know, it's one that uh, brings in, uh, matches syndi- you know, general syndicators with LPs, and then they also have back-end software available. Yep.
0: I think that they've been a benefit to the industry because you know, the crowdfunding platforms have helped bring to light the, the, set, the demand of smaller investors who want to buy into institutional quality assets. Let's face it, in my 18 year career uh, as uh, in the capital markets division and working with you know, investors all over the world, most of the clients i worked with were big companies, right? institutions or big family offices, people who can write 20, 30 million dollar checks to get into projects. All the real Class A you know product that I sold really was going to the institutions like KKR and Starwood. And so you really found that uh, investors with under five million dollars had limited choices in what they can buy into real estate. And and I'm sure they're happy because they bought the class C, fix it up, make it a class B, or they bought the class B and fix it up, make it a class A, but they're still buying subpar product when you look at the scheme of things uh, in terms of what institutions are chasing after. And so I thought it was, it would be beneficial to allow investors to be able to buy into the same high quality property that the institutions are buying into. So private investors now get a chance to, you know, share the cap table on a multi-family high rise going up in Midtown Manhattan, for example, which never happened before.
1: So you think there's a possible partnerships with any of these platforms where they can utilize your services to digitize their private placements or?
0: I do, I think that they are, have been fortunate that they've come to the marketplace and have shown value because they've been able to raise capital. And it's been times where institutions could not raise capital. We found crowdfunding raising capital, why? Because some of the crowdfunding investors RNS, as sophisticated and are very excited about getting into these types of properties that so they might be willing to take a little bit less yield in order to do so. But yeah, I think there could be very much uh, partners for Red Swan because let's face it, they're still selling analog shares, right? They're still selling the old, you know, long-term weight process. And, you know, I'm sure all these shareholders who are crowdfunding in to these projects would love to have the ability of liquidity, right. At some point, whether it be, in 12 months after a lockout period, or sometime within the next five years, be able to sell their assets whenever they want to and have that, uh, that opportunity to do so.
1: Well, let's walk through the uh, process of being able, the whole real estate process. Uh, you know, obviously it's usually led by a syndicator general partner and they already have existing property or they locate a new one and what happens from there with you?
0: Uh, so what happens is a syndicator identifies a the property, uh, they buy the property, they put their equity, let's take a great example of buying a $40 million property, and their equity is $16 million. They usually would now bring in probably 10 or 20% of that equity themselves as the GP, and they would go out and try to locate uh, the rest of the equity through private parties or friends and family, or go to some institutions that might uh, provide them with a uh, uh, initial either bridge equity or some sort of equity. That's always a struggle for I would say smaller and smaller, uh, you know, uh, real estate owners who are trying to grow because equity is is really the most difficult part of the capital stack. I'd say debt is probably uh, the second easiest is uh, debt, but equity is tough. So them having to go out and raise capital uh, is always a scary moment for them. They're not sure if they're going to get it at all. And if they don't, the deal can fall apart. They've got to park their money into an asset, put it hard sometimes so they can lose that money. And if they don't get all their equity in, they wind up losing it. So uh, where it is they find us is that we don't want to get into the acquisition process because uh, a lot of those deals, I would say three out of five don't get done, right? You chase after deals and they don't get done. But once you do get a deal done, now your money, your equity is placed you probably wanna pull your equity out as fast as possible so you can go out and get another deal without having to look for more capital. And that's where we come in here. So they've already secured 16 million dollars of equity sitting there, some of it's expensive equity uh, that may cost them 10 points or more, others their own equity. And now they wanna try to replace that equity with cheaper uh, equity from, you know, with crowdfunded sources, but through blockchain. Through blockchain now we're able to reach more people uh, to buy a smaller share of the equity, And then also be able to provide those same investors, you know, the liquidity option to get out, uh, which I think is a benefit that has never been uh, opportunity that has never been presented before. Also, you know, trading is something that everyone has talked about, but no one has been able to do because we haven't had real estate in an equity, in a liquid form. But you look at what's happening with the cryptocurrencies right now, people are long holding as an investment but they're also trading their investment on a period, whether it be week to week or month to month, when they see an opportunity to buy or sell, they're doing so. By doing that, they're actually incrementally increasing their overall yield. And I can show you charts what has been going on with cryptocurrency. They're 40, 50, 60% yields. That's why you have all this DeFi going on. But once you start trading in real estate equities, you now have a product that's a little bit more resilient, stable, income producing. So you have kind of a guaranteed... Uh, floor of income through the yield. But if you start trading it by taking advantage of the ups and downs of the market, you can make some significant gains that way as well. So this is something that I think is going to be very, very positive for individual investors because they have their own way of making profit on the investment they make, as well as just waiting for the sponsor to do their job.
1: So for investors getting started and that are listening, is our first uh, move to go to your site and register or you know, what is our first step?
0: Yeah, you should come to the site and put your set register so you can see the product. I mean, we, we because we are uh, SEC registered uh, RIA, we have to make sure we know our clients. So we have to at least know who you are so that you come onto the site look at the products. And then once you've done that, you can actually start expressing interest in the projects you like. And so that allows you to put your name on a soft cap table for projects that you want, plus how much money you want to invest. And it allows us to kind of summarize the number of investors on a project to know we're going to close this project out and pretty much when we're going to close it out. So that's the first step, I think, is to start to look at opportunities and start thinking about what you want your personal real estate digital portfolio to look like right? You want all multifamily assets, you want multifamily and hospitality. You want to take some risk in terms of growth or buying some, some office product that may be, you know, somewhat distressed right now, but having some, up, some up, much upside opportunity. So I think right now is a great time for you to kind of measure the type of portfolio you want to have and then go off to swan and, and select
1: those products. <laughs> How about for those that just think real estate's getting too expensive? Kind of what's your personal feedback from your 20 years plus experience?
0: Well, I think <laughs> real estate is getting expen- expensive, but real estate will always be going you know, getting expensive, right? It's a rare commodity, right? Uh, you just don't maybe not manufacture real estate anymore. So as the population and civilization continues to grow, major cities that continue to attract a lot of people are going to have real estate increase in value. Their rents will continue to go up, the yields will go up. But I think what's most important is being able to have a consistent yield off of an investment that you make, but I think it's definitely the type of asset you want to hold on to because of the over year-over-year over year growth, the dividends you can you can generate, the depreciation benefits you get from it from your taxable income, and then also this tradability with liquidity. I think these are major major benefits for investors as opposed to just kind of buying stocks and bonds.
1: So after the soft commitment. And then uh, you guys do the verification after that, you know, is it, is the the PPM uh, digitized or what are the next steps?
0: Yes. So good question. The uh, next steps would be to go through a a verification. So we've done a really simple one that you come on board by asking some questions, but before you go into the actual payment rails, where we can assign real estate uh, securities to you, you have to go through the kind of regulated rails, which basically uh, you give a picture of your passport or your driver's license, uh, your ink level income, uh, you're verified by by a third party uh, company we use. And once you're verified now, you can wire funds over into our account uh, to substantiate your purchase. And then we can close out the process and and then transfer these shares into your name or to your wallet.
1: You know, for those that are underwriting these deals, what are some of the risks that they should be looking at on these Real estate deals.
0: Careful about, you know, the quality of the sponsor. Uh, You have to be careful about the location of the property, um, the experience of the sponsors. You got to be careful with, you know, the cap rate you're you're paying for, because uh, sometimes you see a lot of deals. I know you see them, Joe. Value add, right? So you buy this deal at a four cap because the value add is going to have, you know, increasing rents over the next four or five years at the rate of 5% rent increase, rent growth, well, you have to do your homework to know that that's actually a possibility in that marketplace, right? If you don't see any uh, new product coming out in the area that's generating much higher rents, that value add may be questionable. So I think you really have to do the same level of homework uh, that you've done before, but the most important is check out your sponsor really check out the property and check out the market you're in so that you know, that, you know, you understand those fundamentals,
1: you know, and then what, uh, after they receive their tokens, you know, what is, what, what does the investor have to do? They have to open up an account anywhere. Is that done through your site? What does that process look like?
0: Right. So they, they do open up a, a, a electronic wallet and we can help them do that. Um, they can open an account with Coinbase, Coinbase, a partner, we can help them do that. But we actually provide, if they don't have any knowledge of opening a wallets and all that, we have an omnibus account where we can actually hold their shares under our account and they can use their dashboard to see their access. They see all their transactions that's taken place. So they feel comfortable that what they've purchased has been accounted for and is also uh, on the blockchain ledger as well.
1: And you mentioned Coinbase. Are they the, the custodian? Yeah, we use Coinbase to be uh, the custodian for all of our uh, investments
0: right now. We think that they are they the leader in the marketplace and they've proven themselves to be trustworthy. Uh, they have insurance behind their most of their wallets. And, you know, with Coinbase, we're able to accept cryptocurrency of all forms into
1: Red Swan. Got it. And are you guys one of the few players that I guess are kind of hosting their security tokens with Coinbase so far?
0: We are. We were actually on the <laughs> Coinbase. I don't know if you saw this, but their S1, we helped them uh, with their S1. We were placed there uh, with 16 assets. And so, uh, I think they have valued about $1.2 billion in the assets we have placed with uh, Coinbase. So that was, you know, very nice that you're we there. Um, we think that working with them is great because they have 45 million users. We have all this cryptocurrency and Coinbase, as well as their customers would like to diversify their holdings. You can't just sit in coins, right? That are going up and down. You have to kind of, you know, have a rounded portfolio of investments. And I think real estate would be a big, portion of that rather balance that you're going to have uh, with your portfolio.
1: After the purchase of tokens, what are the retrade rules for the investors? Good
0: question. So, if you're a U.S. citizen, uh, you're locked out for five, a 12-month period. So, uh, if you buy today, you have to wait until this time next year before you can actually you know, trade your tokens on the secondary exchange. However, if you are a Reg S investor, international investor, non-U.S. You can uh, buy today and you can sell tomorrow. There's no uh, holdout period for international investors. So, we're actually you know, creating a product for international investors that we can sell them, which is a stable token of real estate. And we have two categories, which is going to be value add or core. So, an so international investor, let's say in, in Vietnam or Hong Kong, wants to buy uh, real estate in the United States, but they don't want to go through that long process of trying to wire $50 million over going over and testing the market, knocking on doors, shaking hands. They can come to our site, they can buy our our stable token. They can put $10 million there. We take that that currency and put it directly into the various sleeves of real estate that would give the desired return. Uh, And then now they're they're comfortable, they own real estate and they can see which products products they own, Um, but it's through the fund, right? Through uh, US citizens, we're using direct investments where they don't have to really buy into a fund because they're here they know which products they want they can buy directly into the property and have their name on the on the cap table directly
1: so after 12 months if a investor wants to sell on their you know own coinbase i mean what does that process look like at this time or kind of you know who are the possible buyers
0: well there are a lot of exchanges out there um i think that first of all we have a lot of traffic coming to our site, so people who are looking to buy shares or buy a whole product or buy anything digital related to real estate will come to our site so that gives us a lot of eyeballs and there are lots of institutions who are looking carefully at uh investing in digital real estate you know alternative investments is you know one of the strongest asset classes for investments across the board uh we're currently around 10 trillion dollars in alternative investment investments and probably going to be going to 14 trillion dollars Uh, by next year is according to uh, Prequin, which is a big research institute for uh, alternative investments. But I think people are, are going to want to move into real estate and they're going to see the benefits of real estate. And I think that that is one of the reasons why we are excited about just creating content for the industry, right? With $60 trillion of real estate, our job is really to just create content. So now you as an investor have multiple choices of projects you can buy, and then also, as it hits the secondary market, it becomes multiple choices of people,
1: of products they can trade on. So if I purchase these tokens that uh, belong to a single property and there's monthly cash flow, how does that get distributed to myself?
0: Well, once a year, they'll, they'll issue dividends, uh, maybe quarterly. Every, every building owner has a program of how they're going to distribute dividends. And that's what's in the partnership agreement that you look at and sign. So if it's an annual dividend, they're promising, let's say it's 5 or 6%, then at the end of the year, they declare a dividend date. And once that date hits, then now they're making sure that everybody who is recorded as an owner of that particular share of real estate will receive their dividend um, at that record date. So if they sold it, even after the record date, they sold it, they would still receive a check or uh, well, I should say, uh, digital currency. I was going <laughs> <saying.
1: laughs> to say that's my next question. How? how what? Where are they getting paid? In are they getting paid in fiat, Ethereum, stablecoin? What does kind of the process look like? They can either get paid in US fiat, US
0: dollar, with wire, or they can get paid in stablecoins. Right. So we don't pay in cryptocurrencies just because we don't want to take any kind of currency risk. But we could pay them in crypto, which would be USDT or USDC or uh, send back a wire by check, by,
1: by electronic payment. Now, is that something you guys uh, host for your syndicators within that software platform? Yeah,
0: we do. I mean, so every every sponsor has a wallet that we host. We give them a wallet and every investor that signs on uh, gets a wallet assigned to them. So that, that way they're able to receive money uh, through their dividend payments. And that's also a benefit for these institutions like Coinbase because they're picking up new customers and, and, and we're talking to some of the companies like Goldman Sachs because they're losing customers, right? <laughs> <laughs> As Coinbase is picking up customers who are assigning uh, new wallets to put money in. Uh, Goldman Sachs is losing a customer who had an investment in stocks and now says, I want to get out of stocks. I want to go directly into real estate. So that's where we see a lot of competition right now from the big institutions to try to get involved with uh, cryptocurrency, number one, and also digital assets.
1: And from a competitor standpoint, who do you see as your maybe top competitor coming in the space? Well, you know, there's
0: T-zeros out there. There's, um, you know, realty out there. I think there's competitors who are directly in our space who are tokenizing commercial real estate exclusively are very limited. Competitors who are tokenizing, you know, a generate a general category of products like an eBay effect, are, are, are quite a few of those, uh, and then there are competitors who are in different line of products, like you know, selling homes, uh, like realty. Uh, they're using uh, the blockchain for that, but they're in a different category altogether. Uh, then you have, you know, like I said, people who are tokenizing, you know, products like whiskey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's great that they're tokenizing and they're attracting investors into the digital form. But we feel like we're the, one, the only ones out there who are exclusively focusing on institutional quality real estate and making it available for investors to buy into. And so the goal is to have a significant amount of this product so that your institutions who want to now put digital real estate on their balance sheet as an investment, uh, like Fidelity, for example, can actually buy into billions of that. Billions of dollars for the product, right? With a certain criteria. That's what we're looking for. And then you also have individuals who want to be able to, to invest right alongside of those big institutions and, and start creating their portfolio. We're satisfying them as well.
1: So if a you know if some year and a token trades from one investor to another, right? I mean, how does that kind of work from a accounting and tax reporting at the end of the year?
0: Well, whenever you sell, you have a disclosure that you sold and you you know that whatever you've made in terms of your revenue part of that could be profit or loss and part of that could be return on your uh, your your capital so if you have a short-term or long-term gain from selling then you have to record it you know coinbase will already help people help you with that because they'll show you a ledger of all the transactions you've made and so now you report that to the irs but there are strategies if you care to hear that uh you know, I think people are starting to deploy so that they don't have to have those kind of tax liabilities. Number one, if, you, if you're if you long cryptocurrency, more than likely you feel like this is still the infant stage for cryptocurrency and going Bitcoin is going to go up to 400,000, right? So you probably don't want to sell your Bitcoin to go out and buy something else. So you can borrow against your Bitcoin and now receive, if you have a, a billion, uh, half a million dollars worth of uh, Bitcoin, you can borrow maybe up to 50, 50% uh, LTV and so that now gives you $250,000 that you can use to buy into digital real estate, right? Well, the cost for borrowing is somewhere between two and a half and four and a half percent, depending on your, who you are. And if you bought a piece of real estate that's paying a 6% dividend with a, you know 18% IRR, then you're pretty good. You, you have a net positive arbitrage on your interest cost, and you have your long upside with your real estate, but you've automatically given yourself a hedge, against the Bitcoin or Ethereum falling down in value. And there's no tax involved. There's no tax when you borrow money from your entity and buy something. So you're doing all this with tax-free dollars.
1: How far out do you think we are from, let's say Oracle's being able to always report real-time values on these buildings and being able to actually utilize these security tokens as leverage within Coinbase or something in the future also?
0: Uh, I think you can use security tokens as leverage now. I mean, just yeah. like banks are leveraging them for normal loans, that's, you're, you're buying a net asset, right? Net of any debt. So when you buy, buy tokens from us, you're buying the net equity. You're not buying the debt associated. So that net equity now is yours. You can encumber that net equity with debt, right? So you can borrow against your portfolio of $10 million worth of digital real estate from lenders, whose same lenders who are lending against Bitcoin or Ethereum will lend against your real estate. And they feel much comfortable with that because the real estate is a solid asset. They don't have to play the arbitrage game with, with short calls and puts in order to stabilize that investment. They know they can buy the real estate, put them A lean on it through Coinbase and be able to give you the money and also collect their proceeds. So it's a much more comfortable position for them to borrow against your digital real estate as opposed to uh, your non-digital real estate.
1: What do you see are some that are some risks if the values drop? You know, or we hit a major recession.
0: The same as it would be if uh, like we are having right now. Right, values because of COVID have dropped, and you know banks are seeing their positions increase from an LTV of 65% to an LTV of 90 to 95%. So banks are not comfortable with the drop in value based on, you know, the, the pandemic, but that's a rare situation to see real estate drop significantly. Something, you know, catastrophic like a pandemic has to happen. I should pretty, I've been in business for, you know, 18, 19 years in commercial real estate and rarely do you see a drop in value with sharp. And when you do, it usually has a very quick rebound in value. For example, 2008, uh, when we had the financial crisis, we saw a drop in values because there were some people who had a maturity of their loan coming up and no banks were financing any maturity. So, you know, people had to just sell their properties for whatever they could uh, because they weren't able to cover the maturity. Well, that created a short-term drop in value, desperation. But right away, you saw it bounce back a year later and I, I know for a fact people have made four or 500% returns based on investing during that time period when they had that drop. So whenever you see a drop like that in real estate, that's usually going to be followed by a significant upside.
1: Do you guys have any plans for a exchange traded product that maybe an investor that is not familiar with underwriting deals and so forth can buy one single token from you that will encompass a bunch of different properties?
0: Yeah, that'll be the the fund, the, the stable fund I'm talking about. It basically we are promising the investor a uh, significant, like a 5% yield annually dividend uh, with upside of being up to 14, 15%. Well, at least that way, if they are not uh, an analyst, they can basically follow our guide and we invest that money for them. So that's one way for them, if they don't have a lot of savvy behind real estate, is to just follow our recommendations. Uh, and we've been doing it for a number of years so we're pretty comfortable that we can make them some pretty good money. And they're seeing who else is invested in that same fund. And so, you know, the great minds are invested in the fund. You feel comfortable. Warren Buffett, for example, is investing in our fund and we're investing in these, vehicle, these different properties. I would think that many other private investors would say, huh, I might invest in the same properties that Warren's investing in, or, or if not him, it could be uh, Goldman Sachs, whoever's investing. But it's very transparent, who's involved on the cap table so you know that you're investing right alongside of this, these really astute real estate investors.
1: That's very interesting. it's a great way to learn. Yeah, yeah. And so do you see, where do you see a lot of this capital coming from? I mean, is is capital coming from the the, the standard real estate investor or is more of this capital coming from like the DeFi NFT crypto like investors?
0: We are focused 100% on the crypto investors because like I said, that has been growing so fast that we think that the m1 supply of cryptocurrency in the next three years will be close to eight to ten trillion dollars well that's a lot of capital and those that capital needs to, to invest in money and right now there's only really three options keep it in crypto put it into stable coins so you can make payments or put it into a, a digital asset like nft or commercial real estate or or art or whatever and we think that you're going to see more of that money flowing into digital assets just because they're more stable than the other the, the previous do i mentioned
1: so it sounds like you might want to start thinking about a uh, bear market uh marketing campaign soon because everyone's you know talking about the top of the cycle type of thing and what they're going to move into next and that would probably put you right up nice to put those people as they exit crypto right into the real estate fund right
0: exactly i mean we figure that they're going to have to have a digital option to put their money into and what better digital option can you put your money into than real estate? You've been putting your money into real estate for the past four, 500 years, and it has been giving you great returns, depreciation from taxes. So why wouldn't you put your money into real estate as opposed to, you know, a piece of art?
1: No, I agree. I agree. I, uh, I've been in real estate 20 years myself. And, you know, I think as long as we're alive, right, everyone's going to need a place to live.
0: <laughs> exactly. And just think about this. You were in real estate for a long period of time, but you slowly had to be able to grow your income to invest in real estate, right? If you're able to invest in real estate at $500 per per investment because in in a quality properties, would you have done that several years ago?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely would have been a better starting point. Uh, you know, you could easily get somebody into on a dollar cost average with their paycheck or their job or whatever it may be to get involved with small amounts.
0: Yep. And then all of a sudden, you realize you have a very long tail of real estate now because you've been slowly investing every paycheck of five hundred dollars into various types of real estate that you like, and you know, ten years later, you're you have a multi-million dollar portfolio, right? Whereas people couldn't do that before, I mean, they were pretty much had to save up their money to get to three, four hundred thousand dollars to make one investment in one piece of property. Which is pretty risky situation, and then wait five years to ten years before that money comes back, and hopefully you also have a profit. I think uh, this dollar cost averaging over time at a lower value, uh, based on you know blockchain technology, allows more people to get involved in real estate around the world, no matter what their socio economic statuses.
1: Yeah, I agree. And a lot of times when you get a distribution of some type, it, it, sometimes you can't redeploy right away because you might not meet minimum amounts. And this way you can, with the smaller amounts, you could get right back in the game and increase your return. Right.
0: And there's so, a lot of traders, a lot of people will start trading. So just for fun, they'll see that it. it uh, there's been a headline that this same company or his uh, Apple moved into the neighborhood, right. And it's going to cause the rents to go up by five or 6%. And all of a sudden the digital shares spike up because of that perceived uh, income coming up, and they decide to sell that uh, asset, uh, a little sum of their asset they might sell. And then all of a sudden, in, after the hype boils down, like when Coinbase stock went up to, what, uh, billion eight and now kind of trailed back down, they might not want to buy back some more, right? Because they think that it's a good time to buy back. So those types of opportunities are, are, are situations we've never seen before when you're talking about investment in real estate but now those opportunities are
1: very real. So what is on the roadmap for Red Swan in the next few years? What can we expect?
0: I wanna grow our assets under management because that's uh, that's, the, that's the beginning of our ecosystem is having assets under management. So the more projects we can tokenize and put into on the blockchain, the better. If we can get to $10 billion by uh, the end of next year in terms of tokenized assets, uh, and we close out a number of those assets uh, with our process for capital raising capital, uh, that would be a major benefit for us and a way for us to just keep on growing. We want to hit, you know, 60 to hundred million dollars, a billion dollars worth of assets tokenized because it's there and it's an opportunity that I think people want to, uh, to go after. I mean, I'm talking to a lot of property owners from self storage, multifamily, hospitality, office. They all want a digital footprint because they realize that if they had two properties side by side and one was digitized and one was not more than likely the one that's digitized is gonna have a higher value than the one that's not just based on the fact that it's liquidity involved.
1: Is there any other type of features or anything for investors can expect that maybe coming down the pipeline?
0: Uh, features, we're talking a lot about taxation uh, because another ben- major benefit to digital, you know, uh, Ernst & Young is one of our advisors. They put us into their advisory program, there's the e and program. Uh, but they we talk a lot about taxation because that's a big part of what they do. And the, one of the benefits about uh, buying digital real estate as opposed to buying the analog is that, let's say you raised $2 million profit today on selling your Bitcoin. And now you have a tax liability of, if you're in 37% tax bracket, somewhere around thousand dollars would be taxable by the end of the year. Well, if you have an account with Red Swan, you can go on Red Swan, you can buy what, roughly $8 million worth of assets, close on it tomorrow, you can start depreciating that $8 million tomorrow, right? If you didn't have Red Swan, you have to go out and start looking for assets so you know how long it takes to go find properties, (laughs) shake hands, close the property. Let's say that's six to nine months. Well, you just lost six to nine months for the depreciation uh, and that's that's significant. One, that's about $600,000 difference between what you can save by depreciating tomorrow versus waiting six to nine months to depreciate the same $2 million gain.
1: That's very interesting, that's very interesting. People don't, they don't, aren't always aware of all the tax benefits real estate can afford.
0: Well, it's so new that people aren't thinking about it, but I guarantee you once they have a, a tax scenario and they can't find something else to replace it with, and they look online, they can buy right away to save you know $700,000 over the taxes. That's the motivation for them to come to our site and buy some property. They don't have to hold it for a long period of time, they can buy it and sell it, but at least they bought it, they can start depreciating that property you know, like I said, very
1: quickly. Well, I appreciate all the insights. And I want to leave off with one, our final question we always ask everybody is the biggest thing you have implemented in your life that has helped increase your net worth?
0: Oh, well, I have to say this is my my uh, paper route. <laughs> paper route? <laughs> as a paper boy, you know, I, uh, I learned the value of time and money, right? And I think that concept has stuck with me as I do business. I mean, back then, I had one route. My mother used to drive me down the street to deliver papers because she was scared that I might, you know, I might take all my papers. I was only ten years old. But after I was roughly, about three years later, thirteen years old, I realized that I can hire some kids uh, to deliver the papers for me. And I actually bought four routes, so I now have four routes. And I had kids deliver my papers, and my job exclusively was, was to make sure they they delivered the papers. But I collected all the money. And that, that I realized I can I can quadruple my income by bringing on more people and extending myself. Well, that was I think one major benefit that I never forget in terms of time value of my time value of the money, and I've done that consistently in business.
1: I like that. That that's a really good share. I appreciate that. And I think uh, you know more than ever. I think we're seeing a lot more young people in this world, starting different projects and parents promoting kids to kind of get out there and try these different things. That is, I think, you know, ultimately going to mold the younger generations to drive and for more and have more experiences.
0: Yeah. I think people just have to not be fearful of going out and being on your own, being an entrepreneur, trying to make money. Uh, It's not as scary as you think it is. It does take a lot of work, but if you are doing something that you're really happy about, like when I was a paper boy, I was happy. I loved delivering the paper. I loved collecting the money. I was happy. And if you can make money and, and multiply your earnings by and being happy at the same time, like you said, that's a lifelong lesson. You need to focus on today is you learn a lot in school and in college. But when you get out in the real world, find something you really like to do and create a business out
1: of it. All right, Ed, I appreciate it. And for all of our listeners, where is the best place for them to get a hold of you at or go learn more?
0: Our website, uh, www.redswan.io. We have many videos. We have lots of uh, chat. We have a lot of information. We try to archive information so that people can drill down on something and learn as much as
1: possible. And my email is there. I appreciate coming on today. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Good seeing you. You're still growing your hair long. I like that. <laughs> hey, just just making life easier. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, thanks a lot. Really appreciate you on the show.
0: Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a rating and a review. See you on our next episode. Thanks for listening to The Joe Roberts Show. Take these tips and insights that you can use to help grow your own personal wealth and share them with a friend that could also benefit. Don't miss a single episode or updates. Subscribe to our email list at joerobert.com. And as always, keep pushing yourself towards a more impactful life. The Joe
1: Robert Show. The Joe Robert Show. Joe Roberts, Show